Hello, it's time for another 10-minute sip of information around STEM and the STEAM movement that we're in. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. Today, let's talk about raising a STEM athlete. Yes, a STEM athlete, a mental athlete, an intellectual athlete. As parents, we're always trying to look for that hidden talent in our child to figure out what they might be destined to be and do. Now, a lot of parents can quickly pick up on a child's physical capabilities or physical talents, and we've also just conditioned society that to value that, a child with natural athletic abilities. Well, what about a child with natural mathletic abilities or science athletic abilities or technology athletic abilities? How do you identify and nurture that? Well, first of all, as parents, one of the things that I want to say is when you look at your child, look at the whole child and the fact that they have two brains, so to speak. Not two brains, but two sides to their brains, the right brain and the left brain. So as parents, you want to equally cultivate both sides, that artistic and creative ability, as well as that analytical, problem-solving, detective, that curiosity. And when you really look at your child, they have that naturally, and it's all about what they're exposed and cultivated. Look around their toy chest. Do you just see sports equipment? Well, that's what you're cultivating. That's what they know. That's what they're expo- exposed to. When you look at their video games or when you look at the uh, television programming that they watch, is it sitting with daddy or mommy and watching sports team after sports team, rooting for teams? They see that accolade and that admiration, and that's what they want to be and do. So we've got to offer them balance so that they can see that other fields are just as important. Now here's the trick, and this is where Technology Expresso can help. A lot of us even are limited in our vision. When you talk about science, technology, engineering, and math, you might can think of maybe one or two roles or occupations in each of those areas, but if you're not deeply involved in these areas, you probably haven't been exposed. So. I promise in our next series, we're going to list over 58 different roles that fall within STEM. So now let me circle back to what I started out talking about, raising a STEM athlete. I want to follow that whole thought process about how parents who raise star athletes, what's some of the things they have to do to raise athletes? It's the same things that we have to do to cultivate and invest in our kids to create STEM athletes. Now, you know, parents who early on are looking to cultivate and raise an athlete, first of all, it starts very young. You know, the probably the model that everyone likes to refer back to is Tiger Woods. Those of you who know the Tiger Woods story know before he could walk and talk, his father positioned his high chair in the garage where he did his putting. 
So Tiger was watching the motions and the body language and was memorizing that. As we know, when kids are very young, they're sponges. So even before he could walk and talk, so he strictly was conditioned. And that's a prime example where they focus on one sport and one sport only. So yes, he was conditioned to be Tiger Woods. That's probably unique um, because the first thing you expose a child to isn't necessarily where their natural talents lie. So with other parents, it's about experimenting, exposing, um, them trying things for a while until they find that magic niche for themselves. But let's go back to the model, raising a star athlete. First of all, you've got to start young. In our case, start young exposing them to things. You, there's an investment. So you can imagine Tiger's father, what he invested over the, the years in training, even in traveling. As a matter of fact, it becomes almost a family project to cultivate uh, a, that person. Uh, I've seen where families have moved. I've seen where uh, either athletes have moved in with their coaches. They had to relocate. Of course, they're, they're traveling all the time to the, the different competitions to support that person. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, parents necessarily have to go to extremes. Remember, let's, let's keep in mind, Tiger Woods is an extreme unless you see some type of extraordinary talent in your young person. But I would at least ask you to give it just as much attention as you would if you had a child in your home that had athletic abilities. Give intellectual gifts just as much as attention and accolades and priority as you would as if they had a physical talent. Another thing to, to think about when we look at the whole spectrum of how do you cultivate someone when you do see either some capability, some interest, or even some passion. So you have a child that is naturally curious, or uh, I know a lot of people in STEM as children, they used to break things. They break it apart because they wanted to see how it works. That was just natural curiosity. You can cultivate that. Or you have someone that's exploring. They want to touch and look at everything. Go out and buy them a magnifying glass. Let them know that. Cultivate that passion. So here are some of the things to keep in mind. You've got to expose them to as many things as possible. Just like there are sports camps, there are STEM camps. There's math camps, engineering, technology, robotics. They are out there. It even can be weekend programs. What you want to do as parents is seek out other parents and other parent groups that emphasize and cultivate STEM so that you can expose them. Buying their, making sure that their toys kind of reflect a variety, okay? Expose them to a variety in that way. And sometimes that doesn't mean going out and buying a lot of different things. The great thing, again, about our World Wide Web, the internet, there are games, interactive games, videos that are right within your reach online. As a matter of fact, Technology Expresso provides some of those videos and some of those games. We have a game of how to match different job descriptions to different roles within STEM. Um, again, there is sometimes an investment, so don't go cheap on your 
intellectual athlete. You know, when it comes to someone that is a sports athlete, you have to buy their equipment, their practice equipment, their workout equipment. Every year it changes their team shirts, um, their paraphernalia, everything that they need for both practice as well as uh, for game day. There's an investment also into your intellectual athletes too. It might be books, videos, it might be field trips, it might be different types of equipment. Don't go cheap on your intellectual athletes. Um, time, coaching, that's, that's also a part. There are people out there that will coach. Finding a role model for your intellectual athlete is also important. And participating. When you have a sports athlete, one of the things you often see the backstory is their parents being in the stands for every game, um, cheering them on, um, supporting them. And even when things don't go the way that the, the athlete wants to, let's say they lose a game, the family is there to tell them, you know, good job, keep trying. That's the same with the intellectual athlete. Um, you know, and speaking of which, there are competitions within STEM. And competitions are great to get involved in. Competitions, contests, you may have heard of robotic contests. There's all different types. Number one, these different contests and competitions offer college scholarships. That's number one. Number two, the whole contest and competition it allows them to be around other people who have their same passion. And compassion and, and contests help cultivate bringing out the, the best in us. You know, a lot of us just naturally have a competitive spirit. So, um, and then you get to do have teamwork and have that experience of the team. So your intellectual athlete can experience the same thing that a sports athlete feels when they're on a team, uh, the team is winning together and or losing together, and especially when they, they have those, those big wins. We have a great real-world story of one of our students of a program called the High School Computer Competition, and he reluctantly got dropped off by uh, his uh, mother, and she drove away and said, well, I, I, you don't have to go in the building, but I'm leaving and I won't be back until it's over. Um, and Saturday after Saturday, he got dropped off until he became a part of the team. And he really said that um, he previously was an athlete but wasn't eligible to play because of his grades. So um, his mother dropping him off at the HSCC program was uh, the alternative. Since he was no longer involved with sports, she wanted to keep him busy on the weekend. So that was one of the things that she found for him. He said it wasn't until he had his first competition and they actually won the competition. He had that same euphoric feeling of winning once again like he did when he played football. And he said from that point on, he was hooked. He now has his master's in a STEM field, has been working in the STEM field, and now goes back and coaches the HSCC teams. I uh, did it for several years here in Atlanta. So that's a prime story that even sometimes your athletes, your sports athletes, things don't pan out the way they want to. So that's why you want to cultivate in them as well that there's also intellectual athletics, um, ways of exercising your mind, being a part of a team, 
winning, being competitive. And again, like I said, there are STEM scholarships out there uh, to be had. But again, go back to starting young, getting them exposure, getting them part of these programs. That's how they'll get exposed in and be in line for some of these great scholarships around STEM. Well, I think we've covered quite a bit in this episode. Hope you find this helpful. Please stay tuned as we talk about more of the resources that technology has to help parents to create their intellectual STEM athletes and superstars. Thanks for listening.